Ladies and gentlemen, we're back here at the Throwdown Podcast for the Fight Society. Of course, my name is Jim Omada, play-by-play commentator with the great flight director, Paul Atlas. And at this time, I'm being joined by Dean Radford. Um, Dean, it's very obvious that you're not feeling too great after what has gone down recently here in the battlegrounds. First of all, how are you feeling right now? Lamada, I feel like shit. Well, and because I'm in a foul mood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's Radford, not Radford. Please. You were jumped by Jimmy Vegas, clearly the man that Troy referred to as the reason everyone should quote unquote run. Jimmy Vegas, a man that you have a lot of history with. What is your response to Troy bringing a man that we thought we wouldn't see here? in the fight society to combat you in this very personal, very bitter rivalry. You know, words sometimes in life don't describe emotions. And I'm pretty sure Troy is just trying to ruin my psyche, just trying to get in my head as much as possible. And, you know, I, the fact that Jimmy Vegas, who again, I call a friend, called a friend. What is your, what is your status with Jimmy Vegas? When's the last time you talked to him? When he texted me this morning and said, have a good show, champ. So as far as you knew, there was no indication that he would be here in the battlegrounds. Does it look like it? Well, I'm asking you, Dean. That's what we're, I mean, you, listen, I, I understand your frustration. That's why we're giving you this platform to exp- express yeah, yourself. Yeah, I get it. But here's the problem. Well, you're upset at me. I understand. I'm not upset at you. All right? The thing that you have to understand is that my world is crashing down. People who I loved and call family is crashing down on me in a world of hurt. Family, that's a good point. Beast world of May of this year, you went through 19 other competitors. Yeah. You won the Beast Brawl. In honor of your late great cousin, Ron the Beast Williams, one of the most emotional nights in Pittsburgh wrestling history. One of the nights that I was proud to be a part of. Your family was ringside. Yeah. You were there in the ring. You, you wore Ron's jacket into the squared circle. It seemed like your path to the Fight Society Championship was destiny. Number one, can you tell us some of your best memories of the late great Ron Williams? And what that particular night meant to you, winning that that battle royal in his honor in front of your family. You know, in this business, there are certain things, accolades and goals and aspirations, and everybody wants to do this and everybody wants to do that. Walking in to that ring that night, from beginning to end, was a memory that will sit in my head 
until I joined the beast again. To go out there and prove to myself that I could still hang was just an emotional situation. It, 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 it brought tears to my eyes. I look back at the pictures and there was the one where, I, you know, after I had got Brandon K out and I went to a knee and then there's a picture of Ron on a, on a screen looking over me. Those are things that you just cherish. Certainly a lot of dignitaries were uh, in attendance that night. Former tag partners of the beast. Uh, Gator was here. Dale Patrick's was here. A lot of, what a names from the past, and to, to go back to the past here briefly, you were a very successful tag partner with Ron the Beast Williams under the PWX banner. What was it like um, working with your cousin when you're in there with family and you guys were tag team champions on more than one occasion? Oh, man. You know, we clicked on all cylinders. We clicked on all cylinders, and when him and I were in the ring, it was just fun. You know, not everybody gets to share the ring with family let alone win a championship and just run shop. It was. And he was really one of those guys. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of our fans listening to this know this already, but despite being a guy that would just punch his opponents in the mouth and beat them to a pulp inside the ring, he was a, a very humble, quiet, nice guy outside of the ring. With that win at Beast Brawl, you seem destined for the PWX now Fight Society Heavyweight Championship. You were the last PWX Heavyweight Champion. When PWX concluded and the Fight Society began, many people, including yourself, thought that you would have claimed to that Heavyweight Championship. After that win at Beast Brawl, it seemed like destiny that you would have that Fight Society Championship, that you, that you would continue a championship reign here in the Battlegrounds. It was Troy Ward's making a shocking return after near six months on the shelf. He comes back. Cost you the contenders matchup. Cost you the number one contendership to the Fight Society Championship. Troy said on this very podcast, which was very difficult to get through because the guy can't answer the same question the same way more than once. He claims it's a conspiracy. He claims that when you were the commissioner, you stripped him of the championship while he was hurt because you didn't think you could beat him one-on-one. Now, I disagreed with that vehemently. I told Troy directly that it was the only option that you had as the commissioner of the Fight Society to have a fighting champion while Troy was on the shelf. But there's so much more to this story because you and Troy were friends for a few decades. What happened? What happened to the Troy that you knew when you guys began training together all those years ago? You know, Troy and I go back. Yes. Troy and I go back to training, just getting into the business. We go back to high school. You know, I was in a position, okay? I wasn't an active wrestler. I was in a position, and when I took that position, I told Quinn, no matter what, I was going to do what was right for Fight Society. He broke his wrist in a match that went 32 minutes and you can't take away what happened in that ring that night because he and Patrick Hayes tore the roof down 
A classic he, matchup, no doubt. It was, and he won the title, and you can't take that away from him. But if you can't perform as a champion, then there's only one decision that needs made, and that is find a new champion. It's not about stripping because of ego. It's not about I can't beat him. It's not about who's better than who. It's about somewhere something happened to Troy. And the Troy that I knew for the last 20 years is gone. And we have this shell of a human being who is just absolutely psychotic wearing makeup portraying a character that is just not the guy I grew up with so you think this is all mind games I think somewhere along the lines maybe Troy took a few hits to the head or maybe it was the simple fact of he didn't see the success in this business like others. And it got the best of him. The fact that he's a great wrestler has nothing to do with what he is today. I agree with that. I've said it. I mean, if you, you've listened to the broadcast on PWN Network. I've said it. One of the most underrated guys is Troy Woods. Sure. Did, did not get his And it goes boot. all the way back to the Super Indy tournaments. And it goes all the way back to when we had training. And it goes all the way back to any match he's ever walked out and given 100%. But just like last show, he literally was out to take me to the next level. Get in my head. And that's fine. That's fine. Because the one thing he's going to learn is it's not about being crazy. It's not about how psycho you can be. Trust it's, me, brother. I it's just not sit, about. I just sit next to him for twenty five. It's not about He's how many times you can make weird faces. It's not about anything, except when I get my hands around his neck, I'm personally going to squeeze the life out of him. And when I finally ball up my fist and I punch him in the face, it's not going to be anything for the week. Because I am going to rip him to shreds. Friends close, enemies closer, right? I hear you. It's more like a friend of me. So I'm going to ask you this then. Dean, obviously you're motivated by revenge. But you came back to professional wrestling after healing from a ton of injuries. To allow your family to see you compete. So right now in 2019, what motivates Dean Radford more? Is this, I mean... Are you, are you in this sport for the competition, or has this personal rivalry obsessed you the way it has obsessed Troy Wards? Is your singular goal to, to extract revenge on Troy Wards? Because he has made your life hell the past several months. Listen, Lamata. We don't have to get mad at me. I'm here to ask the question. Shut up. You cut me off again. I might lose my shit on you. When I stepped away... When I lost to Gannon, I stepped away because I wanted to, yes, heal up. I had a lot of injuries. 
And then when I came back, it was come back for fun, have fun. My kids were old enough to realize what I did. They wanted to see me wrestle. They wanted to see me go out there and chop the hell out of people. They wanted to see me go out there and eradicate people all over the building. And that's cool. And I've had a lot of fun doing it. So, yes, I came back for the fun of it. Until this son of a bitch decided. My kids call him uncle. I'm sorry. Rewind. Rewind. Called him uncle. And Troy has taken the fun away to the point where when I go to leave my house and come to this damn building, my son says, am I going to be able to see Uncle DJ again? And I say, he's gone. His name is Troy. And then he gives this face of sadness. And when I have to sit there and tell my kids that the guy that they love who came to their birthday parties is now for some reason fueled by hate and vengeance and whatever the hell is going through his head to the point where he can't even think straight to where he's going to come in here and blame me for his own issues of not having a ring of accolades for not coming in here and winning championships, for coming in here and not being the best is his damn fault. And he wants to take it out on me. And that's fine. I can understand your frustration. That's fine. He wants to take it off on me. Stop cutting me off. All right. All right. I can see you're getting upset. I'm cut off again. Here's my thing. Troy Lords is the scum of the earth. Troy Lords wants to bring in Jimmy Vegas. Troy Lords wants to try and punch me in the throat, take me out, break my ribs, hurt me, make me feel pain like him. They don't call me a beast for no reason. And when I finally get my hands on Troy Lords, they call me a full-time beast for a reason. And I am going to hurt him. Just like I see pain on my kid's face. Just like I feel pain every time he tries to get in the closet and bring out all the people who can try and hurt me. Just like I feel pain every time I look at him and he runs away because of the coward that he is. Lamada, do I look like I'm fueled by hate? Or do I look like I'm having fun? You've said it all. We're going to wrap up. Dean Radford, uh, thank you. This is the Throwdown Podcast. And one thing from looking in Dean Radford's eyes right now, I can tell you that there is hell coming for Troy Lords. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.